You're tuning in to Conversational Currency, Maryland's top small business talk show, hosted by Shandy DeLazer. Welcome to Conversational Currency, Maryland's top small business talk show. I'm your orchestrator and conductor, Shadi QE Laser, and today the Q stands for LinkedIn as we are going to discuss how to transform our connections on LinkedIn into customers using many of the free tools that you overlook and underappreciate in our conversations with experts segment with the Jacqueline Grant. This show is brought to you by my partners at Active Campaign. Active Campaign gives you the email marketing, automation, and CRM tools that you need to create incredible customer experiences. Active Campaign is for business owners and freelancers who want their support and service to speak loudly. As a member of my tribe, you get 50% off for three months when you join today at bit.ly forward slash active promotion 2022. As with all good things, this promotion will come to an end soon. So take advantage. This link will also be in the description for this episode. I cannot go on another moment without acknowledging the fact that today is National Chess Day. Chess is a game that's been played for centuries. It is dated back as far as 1,500 years ago. It was once a game that was enjoyed and limited to nobility, primarily through Asian and European culture. As I prepare my notes in the excitement for National Chess Day, I am intrigued to look into the Moorish influence on a game of chess, which isn't mentioned heavily within the history books, but there were some intersection points there for those of you who study history. I'll update you on my findings as it fascinates me. Chess is a game that reflects life, and oftentimes how you play chess is a reflection in how you approach life and especially in regards to how you think and process opportunities. Here are a few fun facts on the game of chess. Did you know that athletes in their first year of any athletic endeavor are called rookies after chess's rook? Did you know that there are over one thousand different chess openings that a player can attempt. What I appreciate about chess is the versatility and ways to learn it. Similar to poker, you can play online with total strangers or you can play computer simulations through apps. Parents, I encourage you to introduce your kids to the game of chess as it instills a discipline that lasts a lifetime. One of my favorite books is The Art of Learning, An Inner Journey to Optimal Performance by Josh Waitzkin, who was a chess childhood prodigy. I later learned that Josh is a BJJ practitioner and had a pivotal role in developing Marcelo Garcia's curriculum. We in the jujitsu community often say that BJJ is like human chess, so the connection is fitting. 
transitioning into our community recognition. I am giving kudos, acknowledgement, and a shout out to Reggie Gant for launching his Serve for Men community recently. This is a space for men to receive accountability, support, and growth. Reggie had his vision as early as 2009 and went through many iterations of the idea to arrive to this point. I attended the launch and am very proud and excited to see the growth of his community. Now, let's transition into our conversations with experts segment with our featured guest, Miss Jacqueline Grant. Welcome to Conversations with Experts, where we explore strategies to improve your business and life. Welcome to Conversational Currency, Maryland's top small business talk show. I'm your host, Shadidi Laser. Ladies and gentlemen, communication is a superpower. And on Conversational Currency, we examine the value and importance of social skills for business in a digital era told through the lens, the stories of today's business, and thought leaders. Now, through the story of our guests, as well as current events, we seek to answer the question, if you were able to say the right words in the right moments to every man or woman in a business setting, the question I have for you is how different would the quality of your life be? Success starts with seizing opportunity, and right now is your chance to grab your digital assets execution plan which is the step-by-step guide to package your skills and escape the time for money trap. Now, your next step is to browse mrshadid.com forward slash assets and claim your free execution plan. Now, in this exclusive interview, we're going to dive into the world of LinkedIn. Now, for many, LinkedIn is... uh, a mystery. LinkedIn is an anomaly. And I had to go to the ends of the earth. I had to do a calling all points bulletin and gain the energy and expertise of our guest experts. Now she solves the problem of stagnation and professional and business advancement for corporate workers who are transitioning into the wild world of entrepreneurship, coaches, authors, managers, coordinators. She solves these problems through project management, business, marketing, career development, and courses and tools and other learning materials. She is an accomplished multiple-time author, speaker, and trainer, project management professional, PMP. I bring to you Jacqueline Grant. Jacqueline, how are you? I am wonderful now that I'm here with you and your audience, Shadi. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. Now, every superhero has their origin story. So please share your journey and how you became so passionate about helping our professionals in the the transition to entrepreneurship. Shadi, my story somewhat started with caring for my mother. 
My mother was located in another state. And when she became, I brought her back to our home state to live with me because she had to have some major surgery and a long recuperation period. So when she was about to come home from the hospital, I was single at the time. And I said, how am I going to do this? How am I going to take care of her and work full time? And reported to the CEO of my company. And when you go into your boss's office, they call you into the office and the HR person is sitting behind the door, what's going to happen? They let me know that the company was being bought out by a larger HMO and my services are no longer needed as director of marketing. So they thought I was going to be very upset. They knew my home situation with my mother and they thought I was going to be so upset, but they didn't know what a favor they were doing for me because I had already had a plan in place. I had already started to do my own business, my passion business, what I've always had on my heart, to serve the same clients that I've always been serving in companies that I worked for, but do it directly to, to them, just me and no middleman. And so I had always been doing my business. Actually, I gave myself a challenge for a year to see if I could match my take-home pay with my consulting business that I was doing part-time in the evenings and on the weekends. And so when they said my position was no longer needed, I was like, okay, I'm making the decision right now not to look for another job and just take care of my mother and put both feet on the same side of the fence because I had one foot on corporate side and one foot in my business. And I put both feet on the same side of the fence and I haven't worked for anyone since then. And that was 2005. And here we are today, years later, and I'm still in business, still passionate about not only doing my business in service to others, but helping others to be also entrepreneurs, bringing that passion, that vision, whatever is in their heart, and bring it to reality. Oftentimes, they know the destination they want to reach, but they don't necessarily know the steps to get there. And as you mentioned, I'm a project manager, so I'm very process-oriented. And I bring my skills of project management to help develop a strategic plan for those who are transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship full or part-time, helping them to develop that same strategy because I've done it, I've helped many others to do it, and you can do it too. So I help them to be able to get from where they are to where they want to go in their careers, in their lives, and in their businesses. Excellent insight. Now, there are gems of wisdom that I'd like to unpack in your transition story. First of all, every great movement starts with a decision. And so at some point within the journey, when you were in corporate America, you had to make that uh, decision. That decision was also backed by a commitment. Now, there are millions of people who are currently employed right now, and they have the same vision to transition into uh, entrepreneurship, and they are procrastinating or, or thinking about launching their passion business. What can you share in terms of advice if you were to go back to that time period what would you tell yourself or what would you tell the audience to get them to take that step forward and launch that business? 
What I would share is the fact that if you've had an idea, a thought, a vision, a passion of something that has stayed with you for a period of time, if it doesn't go away, if different things that you see throughout your day reminds you of that thing that's in your heart, if it's there for a reason, and if it stays there and it keeps reminding you about it, it's there for a reason. If it doesn't go away, it's there for a reason. Your job is to water those seeds of greatness within you, the gifts that you have within you, because a gift is not a gift until it's given. And I don't mean for free per se, but I mean that your natural gifts and tendencies, the things that come easy to you, things that you enjoy, those are your gifts for the world. And you can earn a living in your gifts. That's why they are given to you. And so what I would say is if those gifts, those yearnings in you never go away and you're always reminded of them, it's there for a reason. And you can find a way to strategically make that vision a reality and bring it into fruition. So if you have something that has not gone away, if you have other people who are telling you, you're really good at this, I wouldn't make a move without talking to you first about this particular topic. You are the go-to person for this particular thing. If you constantly hear those types of things throughout your life, those are things you need to explore because those are your gifts that someone out there in the world is waiting just for you and for what you have to offer in the unique way that only you can do it. Let's say you're an accountant. Sure, there are many accountants out there. There's only you as an accountant that brings your special gifts, background, experiences, and so forth that makes you unique enough that someone would want to work specifically with you. So don't worry about competition. There's technically no competition because there's only one you and you, there's someone waiting just for you. And if you do not do what's on your heart, then you're doing a disservice to whoever's waiting for you. Now, Jacqueline, there, we're going to help someone out there take this step forward. Now, as you mentioned, the gifts that are meant for us, they're going to reappear throughout our life, throughout our journey in, in various ways. Let's take my example. I actually had a particular position that came my way three different times. The first time I applied and got nervous. The second time I made it to the interview and actually, this is a true story, got into a, a, a debate that ended very badly with the vice president, Steve. Hi, Steve. And <laughs> so that didn't work. And on the third try, I got the, what I considered at the time to be my dream job. And so in that dream job, it taught me so much about my current path that it just became logical to say, why don't I just do it on my own? And so for those people who are tuning in, they are receiving those signals over and over again. Take this step, go in this direction. You should try this over and over again. But there's the good old sinister imposter syndrome that is telling them that their blessing is a mistake, a curse, or something that they should just wait for. From a mindset standpoint, what should 
our audience focus on in order to overcome the imposter syndrome that they're going to face when their dream is staring them right in the face? Be careful what you ask for because you might just get it. So if you have been wanting a particular opportunity, opportunities are around us all the time, but we have to be able to see it in our mind's eye in order to seize it in reality. So don't, oh, I'm sorry. There are so many opportunities around us all the time, but we're not able to see it, access it, acknowledge it because of fear, which is false evidence appearing real. Maybe it's others around us that may not be supportive of this new venture or moving in this new direction. They may be really trying to be helpful by protecting us, but they don't know the passion and the vision that may be inside of you. And so you have to be true to yourself. And the longer you live, the more experiences you have, and the more you can look back and see how many, how many occurrences have come about that you can recognize as trends and patterns in your life that there's gonna come a time you're just going to say, I, I've got to do this. And that usually happens around 50-ish because at that time you start to think there's more time in back of me than ahead of me maybe. So you start to get a little more bold as you get older. But I, I can tell you for me and for many of my collaborative partners, we are passionate about we, what we do in sharing our knowledge and experiences so that you don't have to go through the same challenges. It won't have to take you as long as it may have taken us. We're trying to help you shortchange some of the bumps along the way. So as you see these occur, take the chance because if it's not something that makes you a little queasy in your stomach, if it's not something that makes you a little bit apprehensive, if it's not something that makes you a little bit uh, squirmish, it's not a big enough dream because if it's something that is easy peasy, everybody can do it, then everyone would be doing it and it wouldn't be special and it wouldn't be uniquely yours. So that imposter syndrome, just know it comes up for everyone, but it's a lie. It's not real. It's false evidence appearing real. And your blessings are on the other side of inconvenience. If you think back on anything that you've achieved in your life, graduating high school, college, any other achievements that you may have accomplished in your life, it took a little bit of extra effort beyond the norm. And this is no different going after your passion and your dream. And whether it's writing a book, starting a business, whatever it may be, it's going to take some extra effort, but you don't have to do it alone. There's partnerships, mentorships, there's people like Shadid who are willing to share knowledge, experiences, bringing experts to the table in all different areas of expertise to be able to give you those seeds of greatness and water what's already inside of you that is just waiting to grow. Now, Let's transition from the more or less the career to entrepreneur aspect into the uh, platform that is widely considered the world's number one business network, and that is LinkedIn. Now, many people still don't understand LinkedIn. It's, it's like a black box on an airplane. No one can see within it. No one can understand it. They think it's like a a chia pet that you just <laughs> look at and it magically grows. So 
for the standpoint of a, a common definition so that we can go down this journey and educate our audience, can you please provide the audience with a breakdown of what LinkedIn means to you? Well, if you're familiar with Microsoft um, Excel, many people use that as a glorified adding machine but it is so much more. It's so powerful, it's so robust, it can do all different types of things, but many people don't use it to its, its level of capacity. That's what LinkedIn is. And I personally consider LinkedIn my personal billboard that has thousands of people passing by every day and attracting my target audience. And I have a couple of different businesses, so I have different audiences that I attract but that billboard works for all the audiences that I segment that I want to be in front of and who want and need what I have to offer. So I think of LinkedIn as my personal billboard. Excellent uh, analogy. Now, when it comes to where professionals, where entrepreneurs oftentimes get turned away from LinkedIn is they look at the opportunities on LinkedIn primarily through the inbox where they receive a lot of spammy messages or they meet people right away and they say, here's my product. So they go from introduction into sales right away. How do you personally either direct, divert, or let's say repel the spam energy that tends to be a dominant within LinkedIn inboxes? First of all, you don't have to respond. So that's first and foremost, your first line of attack is to not to respond. If it does not align, if it doesn't align with who you are or what you're doing or is not supportive in, in your career or your business, if it doesn't align, or if you get a negative feeling that it's spammy or I haven't even had a conversation with you yet and you're trying to sell me your stuff. If you get that type of energy, is that the type of person you want to engage with? Usually not, and you don't have to. So you have the wherewithal to be able to halt that in its tracks. But what I also do know is that there are many people who don't know how to socially engage on LinkedIn in a business manner, especially during these times of the pandemic where we can't meet people in person initially and then follow up on LinkedIn like how we may have done in the past. So if you learn the proper way to engage in a business-like manner on LinkedIn, you can then be the template or the example for others who will then follow your example. That's what I try to be by how I engage with people on LinkedIn. So it's, I've been using LinkedIn for years, long before the pandemic, and <clears throat> majority of my business comes through LinkedIn. So I typically don't get a lot of those spammy type of emails. Once in a while, I'll get one from an in-mail that obviously is coming through a various different mechanism. But my regular inbox, I don't get a lot of that because I have trained people how I engage and how I show myself to the LinkedIn world on how I am, who I am, and how I engage that I usually fended off that type of approach because of my longevity and if they even take a moment to look at my profile and some of my postings 
they'll understand that I am about business. It's not about a dating site. It's not about things that are inappropriate. So I don't get approached with those types of things. So you have to teach people how you want to be treated in essence. Excellent point. Now, you touched upon the profile. And what would you say is the the blueprint or some aspects of an effective LinkedIn profile that someone who is looking to uh, take advantage of LinkedIn needs to focus upon? Well, first and foremost, especially now that we are not necessarily meeting our networking partners in person, at least first in, in, in a first engagement, you want to make sure that your picture on LinkedIn is from the shoulders up so they can actually see your face, see your eyes, eyes are the windows to the soul. That's how you engage with someone. So they need to be able to see your features so that they can get to start that pattern of know and trust that we know we understand if someone is eventually going to buy from you, they need to be able to know you, have know something about you, like you and trust you. So that first starts with being able to connect in the eyes. Also, whenever you do meet them in person, you want to be recognizable. So if you have a picture that's from afar, a full body length, they can't really see your features. So you want to be able to be recognizable whenever the opportunity presents itself to be able to be seen and met in person. So that's first and foremost. Your profile has a summary at the very top, a two-liner, short, sweet, and to the point. You need to let people know very quickly who you are, what you do, and who you do it for. And you can use that summary to be able to engage someone right away who's looking at your page to see if you are someone that they want and need for your services or your product or whatever you may be offering. So even if you are an employee or a business owner or soon-to-be business owner, whatever it is that you are offering, whether it's your services as an employee or as an uh, entrepreneur, you want to be able to showcase in that summary who you serve and how you serve them. So it needs to answer that question very quickly because the answer to that question will determine whether they go further into your profile and look more into the details. So that headline and then your summary that's later on is your showcase to be able to tell people all about you. So this is where LinkedIn is much, much more than a glorified resume. It's not about just copying your resume and putting it on LinkedIn. Granted, there's slightly different approaches, whether you are using it for employment or for as a business owner, but that showcasing of your talents, your skills is where you can tell more than what would be on a resume. So that's another key point that you would want to focus on. The third little known point that I'm going to share with you as a juicy tidbit is to look on your profile and actually look at, let me ask this question first. How many of you would like to have an inflow of leads of people who want and need what you have to offer? And you don't have to go searching them out, pulling them in, convincing them that you're wonderful. Look at who's viewed my profile on your own profile. This is on your own free LinkedIn profile page. You go to your profile and look at who's viewed my profile. If they viewed your profile, they did so for some reason. Wouldn't you like to know why? You can write back to them. This is one of the strategies I use. 
you can write back to them and say, thanks for visiting my profile. You think they'd be shocked to receive a message from you. So that distinguishes you from everyone else. So that makes you stand out. So you write a message, thanks for visiting my profile. I, I see that we have maybe a couple of contacts in connections in, in common. You might name them so that there's a point of contact from that standpoint. And then you say, if I can be of assistance now or in the future, please don't hesitate to reach out. So you put the ball in their court. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're not asking for anything. You're trying to be of help. You're trying to be of service. And that, again, is what's going to distinguish you from everyone else who is in the give me mode. You're in the giving mode. And that will make you stand out. And that will make them remember your picture so that whenever they see any of your posts and they see your picture, they'll have a good feeling when they see you. But, oh, they were very hopeful. Oh, they asked if I could help them, uh, if they could help me with something. They were open enough to answer and be responsive to me visiting their profile. Those are all things that most people don't do. You touch upon a very powerful point that I'd like to dive a, a bit deeper into, which is the ratio where we say there's so many people on LinkedIn who view every opportunity to communicate as an opportunity to sell and pitch. What you've highlighted is the idea of leading with value and uh, a give first mentality. Now, there's, there, my, my crystal ball tells me, Jacqueline, that there are people who are tuning into this broadcast and they're going to say, but I have a business to run and I don't want to get caught up in the um, giving away my time, my energy and knowledge for free. So my question for you, is what is the ratio of give versus ask for the sale or transition into here's how my services can help your business? There is something called a reciprocal response and people naturally have that whether they are conscious of it or not. If I smile at you, usually you'll smile back whether you know me or not. And so same thing, if you help me, my natural tendency is want to help you as well. Now that might happen today, it might happen tomorrow, it might happen next week, it might not happen till next month or next year, but eventually it will happen. So as a business owner, you know that you have to have multiple things going into your potential business funnel of potential business to have a few things come out at the other end that are profitable that actually where people are actually becoming your customers. So whether you are doing that, making cold calls, whether you are doing that physically networking in meetings or, or other things or virtually networking, you're doing the same process, but you're doing it on LinkedIn in a platform that is already recognized as where decision makers hang out. So if you know that decision makers who are either heads of companies, heads of departments, heads of whatever it might be, or at least in a decision-making capacity, they are already in decision-making mode, but they don't wanna be sold to relationship. It's all about relationship. And especially now during this pandemic when we aren't necessarily meeting face-to-face, -face, how do you now develop new relationships, new business relationships is by taking your time, just if you were dating someone, you wouldn't meet them the first day and say, would you like to get married? 
you want to develop and evolve the relationship over time because eventually if you show value if you are giving first eventually the question will come what do you do or let me dig into your profile which hopefully your profile has all your information and they will want to know what you do who is this person let me find out more about this person and as you have your particular keywords or information in your profile, they'll say, oh, I was looking for that. Oh, I needed that. Oh, I didn't know they did that. And they'll want to have a conversation with you. So when it's driven by their own want and need, that makes, quote, the sale that much easier because you don't have to sell them. Your profile is going to work for you. Plus, one of my other strategies is once I connect with LinkedIn connection, once I actually uh, become connected with them, and that's the key thing, connection versus following two different things when i become connected with them i always try to have a call whether it's a phone call or a zoom call and make some point of connection especially when it's new and fresh and they remember you not after you've connected and months has gone by and they won't necessarily remember why they even connected with you so you do it when it's relatively fresh and they remember you and you make an opportunity just to get to know them. That's where many people get stuck. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to engage and especially to make it come across as not salesy, not sleazy, not stalkerish, but in a business-like manner that you are contacting them related to business. Whether it's, again, entrepreneurship or career-related, it's about business. And you have to, there are certain ways to make sure that is conveyed that it's nothing more than whatever it is that you're lining it out to be. So you need to be able to communicate as the, the purpose of this show is about to communicate using this social platform to be clear, concise, and show your value so that people want and are drawn to you versus you trying to chase people down. Excellent strategies and insight. Now, when we talk about levels of mastery when someone is dedicated to a path a platform there's always going to be new doors of understanding that are open my question for you is what is your personal aha moment or where the light bulb came on after all these years of using linkedin that helped you to see the platform in an entirely different way I would say when I have had students from my programs and courses that I've had since 2012 that are still referring new clients to me, and the one way they can always find me is through LinkedIn, and the person, before they ever contact me, can look me up, find out about me, feel comfortable in making that initial contact, or even if I see that they have visited my profile and I reach out to them, <clears throat> excuse me, and I reach out to them because I've seen that they visited my profile, they say, oh, she, they form an opinion. Usually it's something along the line of, oh, she's really nice. She reached out to me. I didn't even have to reach out to her. Oh, she saw that I visited her profile and she wrote me a message. Again, how do you distinguish yourself from everyone else? How do you make yourself memorable? How do you make yourself stand out from the crowd is by doing what everybody else doesn't do and making that effective. So what I have found 
most is that because long LinkedIn builds upon itself over time, the best time to get started was yesterday, but you can start today. You can always start to improve today and that sets the, the platform for you for business into the future. So whatever you want to do, be, or have a year from now, five years from now, needs to start taking place on your platform today because it all builds upon itself. So whether you are getting referrals and giving referrals, you're giving testimonials, you are liking other people's comments, even the things that you like sets a tone and a pattern as to who you are and what you do. So when you think of LinkedIn as your 24-7 advertising campaign, billboard, marketing vehicle, marketing wheel, it's working for you all the time. And so what you put there speaks for you 24-7 and it allows you to be able to get the business even when you're not there personally. When it comes to LinkedIn uh, testimonials, it, some schools of thought say it's uh, very important for, let's say, if you're applying for a position or a, a contract or some form of, let's say, decision maker is viewing your profile. What is your take on LinkedIn recommendations or testimonials and how can they be leveraged in the growth of a business? One of the things that is very important when you maybe ask someone for a testimonial or a referral is to give them some guidance as to what to say. Now, let me be clear. I'm not sharing that you should tell them what to say, but you can give them some guidance. For example, before, during, and after. Before I met Shadid, this was the situation. After working with him, and this was the experience of working with him, this is where I am now. So a before, during, after. So you're not telling them specifically what to say, but just to talk about their experiences in the fact of before we met, this was the case. Upon working together, this is now what is the case, or this was the case if this was past tense. And the after, the impact. And when you talk about impact, if you can put numbers to that, whether it's percentages, increases, decreases, any numerical value often helps to show impact. And that often helps people to be able to give a more effective referral or testimonial because it has some weight beyond, Shadid is just a great guy. We all know that, but how does this help me when I am making a decision as to whether to hire him as an employee or as uh, for his, from his business standpoint, how does that testimonial help me in making my decision? So when you can quantify it, show impact and giving someone a framework of how to present their testimonial, that often is very valued and very helpful for the person on the receiving end who is going to give you that testimonial. Now, from my observation, LinkedIn has become a bit more, let's say, laid back and informal when it comes to the, the presentation of the site. There's more memes and more multimedia uh, files that are being shared. People are sharing more of their personal lives and hobbies and adventures on the LinkedIn platform, especially 
during the time of the, the pandemic. How much is too much when it comes to your professional business, let's say profile versus other parts of your personality? Well, I think now, especially during this pandemic, we don't have the opportunity to get to know people on the usual level. And even from a business standpoint, you might have a business lunch with someone, a breakfast, a coffee, to get to know them on a little bit more of a personal level, even still in a professional realm. I believe that LinkedIn has made these adaptations and changes to be able to give that ability to have more of a get to know your connections opportunity. Obviously, they are looking at the marketplace and what is popular in the marketplace from the Instagram stories, and then now they have the LinkedIn stories and, and things along that line. But I still think it is, from a business standpoint, it's not necessarily what we did at the pool on Saturday or Saturday night type of thing. It still should be, in my estimate, it still should be something still related to business, but still getting to know you on a personal business level, because remember that LinkedIn is different. It's different than Facebook, it's different than the other social media platforms because if you are an employee, the things that you might like related to Facebook, you may not like them on LinkedIn. The engagement level is different because the employee is always mindful of who might see this like or this post in my current job or in a future job. So just understand that the engagement level is different. It's not that it's not being viewed. You can look in your profile and see the amount of views that a particular post may have. The public doesn't see that, but you can see that on your end. And when people are a little more open, it gives an opportunity for that knowing trust to fill in the gap that is not present right now during this pandemic. Excellent insight. Now, you have a, a giveaway that will help our audience to learn the, the ins and outs of the, uh, the platform. Can you please share your giveaway and tell them the, uh, the value of why they should take the next step? Thank you for that, Shadi. Most of the people that I engage with that are looking to use LinkedIn in a more efficient and effective way, especially during this pandemic, is that they usually say, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do to engage people, especially people that I want to connect with for business or for employment-related matters. They say, I want to reach the CEO of some major corporation. How do I, why would they want to connect with me? That's part of what this giveaway will show you. We talk about how to showcase your credibility and authority utilizing LinkedIn and having leads come to you versus you having to reach out and follow and <clears throat> be able to chase people down and nobody likes to do that. So this link leadership five-day challenge will take you through a variety of different things that you can do for your platform to get it ready to showcase, to be able to have people reaching out to you versus you chasing people down. 
So it is by email. You don't have to be there live. You don't have to be there uh, uh, present each day. You get an email. You get an email every day. <clears throat> and it gives you a task to do each day that will take you anywhere between five and 15 minutes. It depends on each day. But anywhere between five and 15 minutes, it will take you to be able to do the activity for that day, which will help you to position yourself to be seen by who you want to be seen by. I'll just give you a, a very brief example. Just today, I got connected with a very high level person in a very major corporation. If I said the name, you would know the name immediately. And I got connected with the CEO of that company. Why would they want to be connected with me? It's how I approach them and what I said. So if you want to know how to get in contact with whoever it is that is on your ideal person list, take this five-day challenge. It will show you how to get in position, how to say what you need to say, when to say it, all of those details, and to be able to be positioned for success utilizing LinkedIn in little known ways. And I'm sharing my secret sauce for success with you over those five days. Uh, just to share with you as an example, if I may share my screen, is that okay with you? Yes. I will show you the results that one of my clients received who went through my program, my Link Leadership program. And I had them do their own numerical analysis of their whole account. They've had their account since 2010. And from 2010 to 2017, they got 931 new connections. That's over a period of 82 months. Are you seeing my screen? I just want to make sure. Yes. Yes. Okay, great. Thanks. So long story short, they took a webinar related to LinkedIn in October of 2020 through November 19th, so approximately one month, a month and a half, and they got 192 new connections. That's great. But working with me from November 20th through January 15th, 2021, in less than two months, they got 577 new connections. Now you might say 577 isn't a, a lot of connections, but would you rather have a thousand new connections that are totally unrelated to you and don't want what you have, or would you like focused, targeted leads of those who want what you have to offer and are inbound saying that they are raising their hand and saying, I want to talk with you. I'll just show you my profile and my, my messages, I should say. I should go to my messages. And all of these with the blue dots are all people that have new messages that want to speak with me. These are all inbound requests to have conversations with me. So I'll just leave it at that and ask you to join me with the Link Leadership Five Day Challenge. And it's free and it's all by email. And I'd love to see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, LinkedIn is the world's number one business network. And when you are applying for opportunities such as employment, such as contracts, such as new projects, the decision makers instinctively are taking a look at your professional profile, which starts with LinkedIn in growing numbers. It is imperative for you 
to take control of the narrative by promoting your knowledge, your skills, your abilities, using LinkedIn first, and then building around your, your personal brand in order to take advantage of the opportunities that you have access to each and every day through the knowledge, through the wisdom, through the strategies shared by our featured guest, Miss Jacqueline Grant, you have the passport to travel to the destination of greater opportunities, revenue, and growing your business through partnerships. You have access to the five-day challenge, which is available at bit.ly for slash link leadership five day challenge and the five is number five day challenge on behalf of Jacqueline Grant I'm Shadidi Laser you've been tuning in to conversational currency where we discuss the value and importance of social skills for business in a digital era through the lens of today's business and thought leaders you could have been anywhere on planet earth at this time but guess what you chose to be here with us and for that we appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Conversational Currency, Maryland's top small business talk show.